Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. NFL honors is about to start right now on CBS. We will find out in just moments. Who is the NFL MVP? Jonathan Zaslow filling in tonight for Ian yeah. Fitzsimmons here on Amber and Ian. Amber and Ian presented by Progressive Insurance at Zaslow Show is how you find him. At Amber W Sports is how you find me. So we are going to find out who's the MVP, Zaz. I think both you and I think it's going to end up being Lamar Jackson. A little earlier in the show, Zaslow changed all the rules to this thing, decided that My he vote. is going to consider the postseason, even though this is a regular season award, and he gave it to Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. That's not how this thing works. So it's a regular season award on the actual award I show. I gave him multiple missed- awards. Yes, you did. You also gave him Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah. So, I mean, CMC was cleaning up. up in yeah. the Zaslow Award Show. If you missed any of that, check out the podcast on the ESPN app. Coach of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year. They're going to do it all in just moments. So we will keep you up. Blah, 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 rewind the tape. We will keep you updated on all of those uh, when we find out who wins everything. But right now, let's play some big deal, not a big deal. It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Amber and Ian? I'm good at this. And Jonathan Zaslow and our producer, James Steele. Hello, James. That's me. Uh, So, I mean, there's only one place to start this. Come on. And that's at the WrestleMania press conference uh, today. Looks like the main event of WrestleMania 40 will be uh, Roman Reigns against Cody Rhodes. Uh, we got a very bad guy, Rock, at this press conference. He slapped Cody Rhodes across the face. But Zad's big deal, not a big deal. It's a very big deal. It's unbelievable. I mean, I got it on the TV here in the Zazlow Mansion studio while I'm doing Amber and Ian, but I'm watching it off to the side here about, what was it, like uh, 30 minutes ago? It's unbelievable. I can't wait for this WrestleMania. Take my money. What's a big deal is that on the NFL honors, the award ceremony, there was a woman that just descended from the ceiling by her hair, which Ooh. seems like an incredibly painful venture. Rapunzel doing it. it's, it's, it's all sorts of acrobatics. It's like Cirque du Soleil up there right now to kick off the NFL honors award show. Uh, so that's a big deal. The wrestling thing, not a big deal, as always. James? You're the worst. I don't understand you at all. You hate fun. All right, um, Kansas City Chiefs all-pro left guard Joe Tooney is holding out a dwindling hope that he'll be able to play in Super Bowl in the Super Bowl after missing the AFC Championship game with a pec injury. Quote, feeling all right, Tooney said Wednesday, just trying to control what I can control and think uh, we'll know more as the game gets closer. Uh, Andy Reid added that he's not really holding out much hope that Tooney will be able to play. Amber, uh, is this a big deal or not a big deal? I mean, it's a big deal. It's a big deal because, first of all, you don't want to be missing any pieces, obviously, if you're either of these teams, although these teams are relatively healthy as we headed into the Super Bowl. But 
Also, it's a big deal for Tooney because it's the freaking Super Bowl. And yeah, you obviously want to be out there. It seems like he's holding out hope. It seems like the team's not really. The direct quote from Andy Reid is that the chances are slim. Zazla doesn't sound like he's playing. Yeah, I'm going not a big deal. You know, a team that gets this far has depth. They have a deep roster. And it's unfortunate for Thune, but they, they, they got backup guards who will step right in there, and they got an experienced enough quarterback to make it work. I go, not a big deal. All right, up next, someone uh, we all know well here at ESPN, Rex Ryan, interviewed for the Cowboys defensive coordinator job. Uh, the Cowboys interviewed Ryan for their vacant defensive coordinator position, uh, according to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. Um, Ryan was previously the head coach for the Jets and then the Bills, but he's been out of coaching since the 2016 season. In Dallas' search to replace Dan Quinn, who was recently hired as the coach of the Commanders, the Cowboys have already scheduled interviews with uh, former Commanders head coach Ron Rivera, uh, Viking, former Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer, and now Ryan Rex Ryan has joined uh, those who have interviewed for the spot. Amber, big deal, not a big deal. This is a big deal because Rex Ryan hasn't coached in nearly a decade. It's a big deal. I always, I don't understand it, Zaslow, because I always marvel at guys who get out of it. They get into this, what we do, which is so fun and so easy so fun. compared to coaching, right? I mean, so, so easy, so easy, right? The, it's so much better than compared to that crazy, insane life of coaching where those dudes are sleeping at the facility and have absolutely no life. They eat it, they live it, they breathe it. I never Not understand. trying to work 20 hours a day. Exactly. How do you get a taste of this thing where you're over here? If you're somebody like Rex Ryan, too, very little preparation you have to do. You're over here. You're easy peasy getting paid a lot of money to do this thing. And you still want to go back over there that I don't understand. So it's a big deal. I'm going big deal because I like Rex on TV here at ESPN. I think he's excellent. So I'll I'll miss him if he's not going to be around on television anymore. So I go big deal. Little little sucking up there you're doing. I mean, whatever. That can't hurt. (laughs) He is great on Get Up. Uh, in an interview with KDKA TV uh, and Bob Pompiani, Steelers owner and team president Art Rooney II uh, did not dismiss the possibility of the Steelers training for a veteran quarterback this offseason. Uh, asked whether the Steelers might consider training for a quarterback. Assuming the price was right, Rooney said, quote, as we sit here in early February, we're not cho- closing the door on anything. We have not we have a lot of evaluations to go through and we'll go through all the options and do what we need to do to get better this coming season. That uh, appears to contradict what Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin said in his season ending media conference when he was asked last month if his starting quarterback for 2024 was currently on the roster. Tomlin said a definitive yes. Zads, big deal, not a big deal. Yeah, I'm going big deal. I mean, we, we know this team needs a quarterback and if you got the owner there, who is at least interested in spending a little bit on bringing a guy in, That that's a big deal. So, yeah, I'll go big deal. Okay, here's why this ends up not being as big of a deal as it sounds. Because Art Rooney the second kind of then walked it back the next day a little bit, where he said, I said that nothing's out of the realm of possibility, but I also would categorize it as very unlikely. So he kind of ended up talking out of both sides of his mouth. At the end of the day, we all know Pittsburgh – probably needs a quarterback. I don't think anybody thinks that they believe now in Kenny Pickett as the answer for the future there. So could I see a world in which they trade for Justin Fields? They're certainly one of those teams that will be 
in the conversation. I don't know if I actually see it getting done there, but certainly something that maybe they should consider. James? All right. The Chicago Bears uh, hired Shane Waldron to be their new offensive coordinator. And today uh, on uh, the radio in Chicago, for he was the uh, Shane Waldron was formerly the offensive coordinator for the Seahawks. Uh, today on Chicago radio, uh, Jackson Smith and Jinkba, who is a Seahawks wide receiver, was asked about what the Bears were getting in their new offensive coordinator, and it uh, went like this. Bears fans are super interested about the offensive coordinator coming in, Shane Waldron. What can you tell them about who they just hired to, to uh, try to get this offense where it needs to go? Um, uh, oh. this, is, this is live? Yeah. <laughs> We're not live. We're not I'm live. I'm playing. Um, <laughs> uh, good luck to y'all. I mean, he, he's, a, he's a great person. That was Jackson Smith and Jigba, oh, Seahawks man. wide receiver on Go Sports Chicago. Uh, Amber, big deal, not a big deal. That uh, this, uh, I dare you to say not a big deal. I dare uh, you. It's not a rousing endorsement from a former player. That's, I, that's a big deal. All you have to do is read a little bit between the lines. It's like Zaslow, when your friend asks you, you know, how, what she like. And you're like, oh, she's got a great personality. Like, that's what you lead with. We all know what she's that really means. She's really nice. Right? She's really nice. Yeah, that's another one, right? This applies same. You could flip nice this around. Somebody he's else. really nice. Yeah. He's, he's a nice guy. Yeah. Okay. All right. We all know what you're saying. I feel like here, we all know what Jackson's saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm going big deal, but I'm putting it on Jackson Smith the Jigba. Like, you got to be better than that, man. Like, you, Why? You, he doesn't play for him this, anymore. No, but at this point, you know, but you could see he he wasn't trying to be nasty, you know. That's he wasn't why. nasty. I think mm, I yeah, actually think that, he that played was embarrassing. This That's embarrassing. I don't think it's not though. For, I feel like he played for it Shane perfectly. Like, right? It's why, embarrassing why for the coach. Why do we? Yes, it is. It is embarrassing yep. for the coach, but I think that's by design because he clearly is not a big fan of the coach. And why in this world do we have to pretend in this world? I mean, football, because we get so much bull bleep from these guys that feel the need to always give the cupcake scripted answers. Right. Or everybody has to say the right thing about everybody when behind the scenes. You really dislike the other person. Be a but little Amber, bit more transparent about it. he didn't say anything. If, if he actually said insulting things, that would be, oh, I, I, I wouldn't be yeah, an but advocate like you said, of that. Read between the lines, read though. Read between I mean, the you, lines, you, though. Why but, but does he you, have to pretend like he thinks that they're getting a great coach if he doesn't think he's a good coach? He, he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to. But I got the impression there that he, he, like, he didn't want to be mean. He said, are we live? Uh, he's a really nice guy. What, I, like, what I don't he's think he is, wanted to be mean. He, Right, but, but what he's saying is essentially like, I'm not going to endorse him as a great coach because I don't think he's a great coach. And he's like, he's a really nice guy. <laughs> and I, I just, you know, I don't think that he necessarily needs to pretend like he thinks that they got a great coach if his honest opinion is I that agree. he's not a great coach. I, 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 I agree, but I, I don't think that he wanted to give that impression. I, I think he wanted to give a politically correct answer, and he failed in that spot. I think he knew what he was doing. You know what you're doing. In that, okay. You know what you're are the, doing are the Bears, you say he's a nice guy. Are the Bears really going to screw up another like first-round quarterback? Like, do we need to start a petition to make sure Entirely Caleb possible. Williams doesn't land there? Entirely possible. Man. Uh, maybe in Jigba is just also maybe he's on the take. Maybe he's like helping. Maybe he's like, maybe he's got something. Maybe, 
maybe it's got something with Caleb Williams. You know, is he like uh, he's helping feed oh, Caleb somewhere? Yeah, more conspiracy <laughs> theories. Let's go. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, should the Lakers have considered trading LeBron at the NBA trade deadline? We will get into that next here on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Trade deadline was active today. By the way, the C.J. Stroud just won Rookie of the Year on the NFL Honors. So no surprise there. That was just announced by Micah Parsons and Alex Earl. Okay. I'm sure you follow Alex Earls Aslo. I'm sure you're you're hey, a big you fan. Know, I mean, why why not, right? <laughs> you have no idea who that is. You have zero idea who that is. Uh, Amber and Ian Zaslow is filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. So CJ Stroud is your AP Offensive Rookie of the Year. But it was the NBA trade deadline today. So there's plenty of NBA to talk about. Some of your bigger moves. The Knicks traded for Bogan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks. Uh, they the Pistons get four players, a couple second rounders in return. God, Obviously, what is that this like makes- when you're the you're the Knicks front office and you call your guys? Listen, guys, uh, thanks for your contributions. You know we're a really good team and we're sending you to Detroit. Yep, good luck. that's yep, good luck. That's a Not rough fun. Call. Uh, that is absolutely a rough call. The Knicks got better though. They got better. They are dealing with some some big injuries right now. Yeah, yeah they, they put are. themselves in a position to help themselves stay afloat, and they didn't give up any first rounders to do it. So they've still got eight first round picks. Yeah, yeah, they, they didn't give up any of those first, which I think puts them in a situation where they can be really good for a while. You look at their core, which is Brunson, Ananobi, Randall. And they got help for this season. What they're going to do with these pieces moving into the future, I don't know. But by keeping all of those first-round picks, they can make a big splash in the offseason. And really, for the first time, it feels like the Knicks front office is doing things the right way. The Hornets traded for Gordon Hayward. Uh, or tor- rather, traded Gordon Hayward to the Thunder today. Uh, the Hornets get a few guards and, and some draft capital in return. But Gordon Hayward on the Thunder's as is interesting. 33-year-old, uh, certainly not the same player as, as he once was uh, before the ankle injury all those years ago now, but he's still a good player. He's still solid in terms of production, brings a vet presence to that locker room. He's probably not going to be a starter there, but you need him more to be a finisher, frankly, than a starter. He's coming off of an injury he hasn't played since December, but I think that he contributes to a very, very young Thunder team. Yeah, I, I think I think the idea there is veteran presence. 
you know, I, I hate the term ahead of schedule because, like, what does that even mean? Every team is is trying to build toward winning, uh, so the whole ahead of schedule term is weird to me. But this Thunder team is probably a little better this year than they thought they were going to be. Right now, they're in a three-way tie for first place. They're in a logjam there atop the Western Conference with Minnesota, with the LA Clippers, with Denver. The Western Conference is going to be a bloodbath come playoff time. And I think for a very young Thunder team that has zero real experience, you bring in a veteran like Gordon Hayward. Not that Gordon Hayward has one big, big stage, but he played in big moments when he was in Utah. He was the top guy there. And I think you bring a veteran, a stable veteran presence there who you hope can be healthy enough to contribute come playoff time. Buddy Heald went from the Pacers to the 76ers. Pat Beverly was traded to Milwaukee. He's all upset at Daryl Morey. Uh, the 76ers, though, Zaslo, uh, by making a move here, look like they're trying to stay afloat, which maybe means Joel Embiid is, in fact, coming back. Well, that that's exact. Well, I think they're hoping that Joel Embiid comes back. You know, he's going to be reevaluated in a month. Well, a month from now takes us to early March. Playoffs don't start until mid April. So let's just even say it's six or seven weeks away. That's still a couple weeks in advance of the playoffs. And so what they're clearly trying to do is, yeah, they're trying to stay afloat here. Now, I think they're going to drop out of the top six. Right now, they're only they're only four ahead of number seven, which is Miami. Four back in the loss column, the Heat are, of number five, Philadelphia. I think they're going to drop out of the top six, which is where you want to be, the top six, to avoid the play-in. So I think Philadelphia is going to be fighting in that 7 through 10 range. They're not going to drop completely out of the picture there. And so I think their hope is to kind of stay afloat. You add some offense there with Buddy Heald. Because right now, without Embiid, they're 4-12 and 12 this year without mm-hmm. Embiid. They can't win game. If they didn't get some kind of help, they may drop out of the top 10 entirely. So here they get a little bit of help. It also seems like by trading away Patrick Beverly, it feels like they're waiting for a Kyle Lowry buyout in Charlotte. Lowry's been linked to Philadelphia for years now. Villanova, they like him there. Okay, so uh, look, you, I'm here in Miami. You can have Kyle Lowry. But <laughs> I, I, I think Philadelphia is trying to just stay afloat here. And then, okay, you get the league MVP back. It doesn't matter if we're the seventh seed or the eighth seed. We feel like we got a, we got a chance. The Lakers did not make any moves, and a lot of people thought they would because LeBron was clearly needling them to do so. He tweeted out the hourglass emoji. He's made comments that seemed very vague. He, he's the, the king of the subtweet, and he was clearly sending a message to the Lakers organization. Lakers organization apparently decided not to mortgage the future in order to appease LeBron right now because LeBron hasn't even bothered to sign an extension there. So he may very well leave if he opts out this summer. Bobby Marks, ESPN's NBA front office insider, was on on Sportsmanlike and was asked, should the Lakers have considered trading LeBron? I would have. I, you know, because here's the thing. If, we, if they were in the Eastern Conference, I could say, you know what? This thing is wide open. Man, that, that Western Conference is brutal right now. And of course, it would have to be for him coming. Him him coming to the you know, Rob Plink and say, hey, we're not going to win a championship this year. I want to go win a championship. Find me a home here. And I understand there's a lot more just to it, but I would, I would, I mean, they've played better basketball of late, but I would have, you know, I would have considered that. 
I think they should have strongly considered it. Now it became obvious they weren't going to when Rich Paul came out and well, Rich said, Paul oh, said they're not the doing Lakers. it. They can't do it. Can't yeah, do and it. They, they ain't going to do it because Rich He's Paul runs the Lakers. He's in charge. But they yeah, I. We're not going to hear anything from LeBron today about it. Like they play tonight. They're hosting the Nuggets. It's a national game at 10 p.m. So there's going to be a lot of eyeballs there. But they unveiled the Kobe Bryant statue earlier today. Tonight's got like a Kobe aura to it. I don't think you're going to have LeBron complaining about anything today while this is supposed to be a celebratory type day for the organization. So I don't think you're going to get any kind of attitude from him tonight. I could wind up being wrong, but, you know, it's easy. I agree with Bobby Marks, but it's really easy for Bobby Marks, for you, for me, to say they should have traded LeBron. I think they should have because I don't think he's staying and I don't and I know he doesn't care about the future of the Los Angeles Lakers. At some point, the Lakers need to care about their future. And I think you I guess saw with the inactivity today, I think you saw them caring a little bit about their future by not wanting to trade away their assets. But at the same time, while it's real easy for you, for me, for Bobby Marks to say that we would trade LeBron. That's another thing to be the general manager who traded LeBron. Oh, yeah. Oh, you have to. I mean, the yes, the goal you would have to have, and I wanted to use a different term, the goal you would have to have in order to do that, it would take a lot. And obviously, that's not in the wheelhouse right now for Rob Palenka. But I do think it would have been in the best interest overall for the Los Angeles Lakers. Maybe Mm -hmm. they're concerned, though, about how that would be received across the league. I think that they're still the Lakers, so I don't think it's as if they're going to anger LeBron and then suddenly nobody's going to want to come to their organization it's the Lakers I think people frankly would get over it the whole point yeah, I don't buy of trading him either. yeah it's hard it's, it's hard for me to imagine with that organization I mean LeBron's 39 and he may not be there after this season not so why not there. get something in return for him if you can coming up next here on Amber and Ian more on the NBA trade deadline we'll bring in some help with the conversation Amber and Ian is on ESPN radio This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Miles Garrett is the AP Defensive Player of the Year. The NFL honors right now. They're happening right now on CBS. CJ Stroud, he won Rookie of the Year. For the offensive side, obviously. And Miles Garrett, Defensive Player of the Year. So, so far, both of those were our choices when we were 
giving our own awards earlier in the show. If you missed anything here on Amber and Ian, check out the podcast on the ESPN app. Jonathan Zaslow filling in tonight for Ian Fitzsimmons. You can find him at Zaslow Show. You can find me, Amber Wilson, as well at Amber W Sports. The NBA trade deadline was today. Very active deadline. Let's bring in some help for all things NBA. Andre Snelling's ESPN senior NBA writer, kind enough to join us. Uh, What up, Dre? Let's start with the Lakers because they didn't do a whole lot of anything. But Bobby Marks had said that if he was the Lakers, he would have traded away LeBron. Do you agree with that? And are you surprised that the Lakers, despite hourglass emojis, didn't make any moves? Um, I guess I don't agree with Bobby just because I don't even know. Well, I guess maybe maybe I shouldn't say that. He would know better than me whether LeBron has – can they trade LeBron? You know what I'm saying? Like, does he have a no-trade clause? It just feels like LeBron's contract would be as ironclad as possible because he likes to be in control. So um, I remember there was speculation last week that maybe he would want to be traded after the hourglass, and there was speculation from going to the Knicks. And the very next day – his agent came out and said, LeBron will not be traded. He will not be going anywhere. And he said it with so much bass in his voice, I kind of feel like LeBron would have to be the one to trade LeBron. Um, As far as whether I'm surprised they didn't make a deal, I feel like they were kind of – they didn't have a lot of options. All of the options that were floated dealt with them trading D'Angelo Russell. And I honestly don't know if that would have been better. Um, He's very inconsistent, but – when he's on, what he is is a shooter, and he's a, a, a shooter scorer, and that's what the Lakers don't have. And so the the rumors of trading him to bring back, say, DeJounte Murray. You know, DeJounte got that game, but he don't have a jumper like that. So I, I felt like that wasn't really the move. Um, I, I wrote an article this week where I talked about some moves that I thought teams could make that would make a difference, and I was thinking if the Lakers could kind of trade, um, you know, for one of a better way to put it, spare parts and their one draft pick to bring back Andre Drummond and um, Alex Caruso. I thought that that type of move would help because what they seem to need is more shooting and defense that Caruso gives both. And what they really need if they want to get through the West is somebody big enough to make Nikola Jokic pause. And Andre Drummond could be that, but they didn't do it. And yeah, I, I think that they could have used help because I don't see them getting through Jokic otherwise, but um, I guess it kind of is what it is, hourglass or, or not. Uh, Andre, you know, you mentioned there Rich Paul coming out with the statement the other day. I think that is, in fact, his no trade clause. Is Rich Paul coming out and saying, <laughs> Yeah, because he doesn't have one, but that was it. not going to be traded. That That is the no trade clause, <laughs> even if it's not actually in the contract. Uh, let me ask you about the, the those teams atop the Western Conference, you know. In the top four, Denver's in the top four, so let's let's push them aside for a second because I would imagine we all believe in the Denver Nuggets. Do you believe in either of those other three teams, Oklahoma City, Minnesota, and the LA Clippers? They are all intriguing, and I believe I've written a feature on all three of them at some point this year. Um, I'll start with the Thunder just because that was my first feature was, was me writing about Shea Gilgis-Alexander and whether he should be an MVP candidate this year, um, kind of before people were talking about it as an MVP candidate. And so I liked what they did today. Um, they've been picking up Gordon Hayward. The, the, only, you know, the main question, of course, is health, but 
Um, and that same article that I mentioned earlier this week, I had written that they needed to bring in a secondary playmaker and big man depth. I think that, that Hayward kind of gives them that secondary playmaker. They didn't get the big man, and I think they needed it because Chet Holmgren, as great as he is, you know, he's in the rookie of the year. He's probably going to be second in rookie of the year race. He's like 194 pounds or something, you know, and he, he missed all of last season uh, injured. And so it's great that he's made it through this whole season so far. But, again, anybody out west has to go through Jokic. And so I feel like that could be an issue for them. So I like them as a team. I, I like what they did. I'm not sure if I think they can get to the championship. I think the Timberwolves, they have the talent to make it. What I felt like they needed was also a secondary playmaker because when it gets late in game, they tend to just let Anthony Edwards play hero ball. And that's not the way to hold on to a lead. Like they've, they've blown so many double-digit fourth-quarter leads in the last month that I could just think of off the top of my head because it gets late and the other team locks down on defense and, you know, it, the offense becomes Anthony Edwards dribbling 13 times and then shooting a fadeaway 22-footer. And so I, I thought they could use another playmaker in the backcourt. Mike Conley's not always healthy. They didn't get that. And, and I think that in the playoffs, that could come back to bite them because all the games are going to be close. But I think that they may, might have the most intriguing mix of talent. I've been on them as contenders since last year when they weren't contenders yet. Um, and they do have the bigs to uh, make Nikola Jokic work for his. And, and, and so I, I think that gives them a puncher's chance. The Clippers, they have to stay healthy. They've never stayed healthy. They are this year. And so, you know, it almost feels like you're in Vegas. Like, okay, I've, you know, won blackjack nine hands in a row. Do I think it's going to happen another six, you know, or <laughs> is it the second half of the season might not be a great a great um, thing for them? I don't know. But I will say I wrote back in mid-December that they looked like the best team in the Western Conference. And this, you know, and this was, I don't know, they were still in maybe third in the Pacific at that time. So, they're playing. They stayed at that level, and if they stay healthy, then yeah, I believe that they could they could give Denver trouble just because they play so differently. They don't rely on on the big man uh, position as much. But you know, can they stay healthy? That that's the million dollar question. Andre Snelling's ESPN senior NBA writer joining us here on Amber and Ian with Zaslow filling in for Ian tonight. So the Clippers staying healthy seems a little far fetched. The New York Knicks front office, Dre, being competent also at one point <laughs> felt very far-fetched. But apparently, that's what we have in New York because Bogdanovich, yeah. Alec Burks, they are now part of the New York Knicks. I, I mean, what do you make of of just how the Knicks generally are doing and what they did here against the deadline? Yeah, I mean, I really liked what they did. I think everybody really liked what they did because they brought in players that were – talented at things that they lacked in the article this week that I, I keep referencing. I wrote that the Knicks needed to bring in another playmaker, uh, you know, someone that could create their own shot because especially with Julius Randle hurt, it's only Jalen Brunson. And I watched the Lakers last week in the fourth quarter, just say, you know what? We're putting everybody on Brunson. We dare these other four guys to beat us. And they couldn't. And that was the first, the Knicks first loss in, in like weeks at that point. And so, you know, for them to bring in Alec Burks, who's essentially Vinny the Microwave Johnson reborn. I mean, he's just he, – he comes in and scores. Like, that's what he does. And then Bojan Bogdanovic, who can stretch the floor, um, he's a guy that's shown he can average in the upper teens to around 20 uh, if, if given the shots. 
and he, he should just make it easier for Brunson and eventually Randall to operate. So I like what they did, but then on top of that, that there are also guys that don't have you know long-term contracts, and the Knicks have been carefully cultivating all this cap space and all these draft picks to be able to make a move at another superstar if they want to this offseason. And they kept that flexibility. They added to their current team without hurting their long-term plan. So you, you kind of have to give the Knicks an A. And, yeah, you're not used to hearing or saying that about the Knicks, but, it, you know, it, it's hard to say otherwise. And, and with the East being so wide open right now, that two seed is kind of up for grabs. And the Knicks and the Cavs both seem like they're, they're set up to make a run at it and maybe uh, upset the apple cart a little bit in the Eastern Conference. Andre, in the Eastern Conference, I give you the Celtics or the field. What do you take? I'm still taking the field. Um, I think the Celtics should be the favorite of, of any one team. You know, I, I can agree with that. But they still have to show me uh, in the playoffs. that you know. So for the last few years, I've been saying that the Celtics are really strong, but what they really needed was a true point guard and better big man depth. So what do they do this offseason? We'll go out and get Drew Holiday and Chris Porzingis. So on paper, that, that should have closed their loopholes. Um, but I do feel like Holiday's not really playing much like a point guard. You know, he, he's doing kind of like what the, the other quote-unquote point guards have done for the Celtics, where they, they essentially just let, you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown handle the rock, and then the, the point guard becomes another shooter. And that's not what they needed him for. They needed somebody that could, you know, kind of like what I just talked about with Minnesota, somebody that could settle them down and run things uh, in crunch time and in the postseason. So um, they, they still have to show me if you're giving me the entire field because the, the rest of the Eastern Conference, they've got some teams. You know, Milwaukee might get it together. Joel Embiid might get healthy. You know, we've talked a little bit about the Knicks and the Cavs, and, and these are all teams that I feel like could give the Celtics a run. And that's not even, you know, uh, factoring in if Miami, you know, Amber's boys are going to all of a sudden flip the switch again when the playoffs happen because they've made the NBA Finals or the Conference Finals three the last four years. So the Celtics will have some competition. They look good, but the, but they got to prove it. I'm giving you the whole field there in the East, Andre. That includes Charlotte and Washington and Detroit. <laughs> I'm giving you all of them. You, you can have Generous. them. Matter of fact, we'll put them with Boston, <laughs> you know, so it could be uh, ten teams <laughs> on each side. Oh, that's fair. Uh, Andre Snellings, ESPN senior NBA writer. Thanks, Dre. All right. Thanks for having me. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian Zaslow filling in for Ian tonight. We will get you updated on the NFL honors. They are happening right now on our television sets. That's next here on ESPN radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. NFL honors are happening right now on our television sets. Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian here yeah. on Amber and Ian. Amber and Ian presented to you by Progressive Insurance. The NBA's on ESPN Radio. The Suns are at the Warriors Saturday 
Coverage starts at 8 p.m. Eastern. The Celtics are at the heat on Super Bowl Sunday. Yep. Coverage will begin on one at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. You sound sad about that. I was excited well, that I get a heat game on Super Bowl Sunday. It's 1.30. <sighs> like, what are you doing at 1.30? It's a nice no, little... No, no. I'm warm-up. not worried about... Yeah, yeah. I'm not worried about, you know, it messing my, my Super Bowl Sunday up. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about... It's going to set my mood for the Super Bowl. Like, the Heat are playing really well right now. They've won four of their last five games. So this is now kind of like a test, you know? Is, is, is it real? Is, or is this little stretch here Fugazi coming out of the seven-game losing streak? And, and if it's Fugazi, that's, that's going to determine my mood for, for the Super Bowl. And I, I would like to just enjoy the Super Bowl, you know? So that, that's why I kind of grown a little You're bit. really going to be that bummed if we lose to the Celtics I, on Sunday? Amber, I guess my feeling is... I hate is, the Celtics so much. I hate, I hate the Celtics, so too. The Celtics are better than us right now. I mean, they're better than us in the regular season. They're better than us yeah. this season. That doesn't mean... That we ain't going to see some playoffs, Jimmy. Right, like, exactly. It ain't going to mean that we ain't going to take care of business in the playoffs, but they're better than us. That's the reality of it. So if they end up winning on Sunday, that's whatever. I'll survive it. But if the Heat win on Sunday, Zaslo. I know. Then I'm in a great mood for the Super Bowl. Then I'm a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make all kinds of bets. I pull up the ESPN bet. I look at the good plays. I'm gonna be all over the board. Then we're gonna get wild and crazy. Otherwise, my my mood is gonna be it's gonna be hurting a little bit, you know. So that's why I say that. That that's why. That's why. So I mentioned that the NFL honors are happening right now. A couple of teammates cleaned up for rookie of the year. Offensive Rookie of the Year went to C.J. Stroud. Defensive Rookie of the Year went to Will Anderson Jr. Both of those dudes, super deserving. I think both of them were the Amber, the, the Amber and Zazlo nominations yeah. as well in yeah. our own award categories. Defensive Player of the Year was Miles Garrett. Okay. That's also who I would have given it to. Uh, so those are the big awards that we have so far on the NFL honors. You and I both disagree on who Coach of the Year should be, right? Uh, I have, oh, I don't remember. Have you missed you anything? You went Dan Campbell, Ian. didn't you? I th- I said, I think Dan Campbell is going to win it. I would give it to D'Amico Ryans. Okay, you yeah, also would give it to D'Amico. Yeah. Right, but I do think Dan Campbell is going to win it tonight. We are still waiting for that on our television sets. If you missed anything here on the show, because we went through all these earlier before, obviously, the actual awards show started and gave out our own awards. If you missed anything here on Amber and Ian, check out the podcast on the ESPN app. It'd be pretty cool if the Texans would like make a clean sweep of those, right? CJ Stroud, I mean, Will Anderson, and uh, Demico Ryan. Ryan's. I mean, that's it's entirely possible, and it's very. It would be very deserving too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely deserving. And it, I mean, to have no expectations for that team and that team to perform like they did. And of course, it has everything to do with them hitting on those two rookies and also a rookie head coach. Such a bad as well. So it could such a bad a look for the Panthers. So bad for the Carolina Panthers. I mean, it's, it's I, you know, one thing that C.J. Stroud's been great, but your guy was like, you can't even make an argument that he was any good this year. I know, but that story is still unwritten. I mean, there was a point where we were having the same conversation. You and I are on local radio. The Dolphins take Tua over Herbert, and that looked like a very bad decision there for a while. So the story is still unwritten. I mean, it did. I mean, you remember Justin Herbert's rookie year, Zaslow? Mm -hmm. It was ridiculous. And Tua's rookie year, not so much. So, and look well, where we're at now. I mean, it's, it's a wildly different conversation you, now. You know, it's tough. Well, it, well listen, it, it seems like maybe it had a lot to do with Brian Flores. Yeah. But look where we're at now. Well, now, it, it, 
it doesn't look obviously Justin Herbert still a great pick for the Chargers, but also Tua was a great pick for the Dolphins. So there you go. Mm -hmm. It can be both. It's not mutually exclusive. Can Bryce Young still end up being good for Carolina? Sure. We'll see. CJ obviously is good for the Texans. We know that 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 has been answered. That question has been answered. Your best guess, though, is Bryce Young going to be any good for the Panthers? (sighs) Just say no. Just say no. He's not going to be as good as CJ Stroud. That's for sure. That's not what I asked. That's not what I asked. Any good? Any good? Uh, I don't know. He's small. A lot of Hemant and Owen right there. I hate to do it. I hate to play that card. Uh, But Short King. Pretty small. They are doing the Coach of the Year, I believe. They're setting up Coach of the Year right now. So we will keep you updated on all things NFL honors. Kobe Bryant's statue was revealed today. Yeah. We head towards the Lakers game. And it's not the pose that you expected it to be. But by the way, importantly, Vanessa Bryant said that Kobe Bryant had actually chosen this pose for a statue in the event that the Lakers did give him a dedicated statue to him one day. So it was what he wanted. He's standing with his pointer finger in the air in this statue. And apparently got... it's from the 81 point game. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. So he wanted to memorialize the 81. Makes sense. Now, look, I'm, I'm not going to poo poo it. I'm not going to poo poo the Lakers decision because Vanessa Bryant said that this is the one that Kobe wanted. So that's great. But I, I, I can still say I think there are other poses that would have looked a lot cooler. If this is what Kobe wanted, then they did the right thing. Like, full stop, you know? But I, I, I think there are so many other poses that would have been a lot cooler. Like, I was, I was hoping it was going to be the fist pump, you know, after he hits the game winner and he's kind of crouched down and he's got the fist. And th- that's what I would have went with. But look, if, if this is literally what he said he wanted then they did the right thing. Yeah, I mean, she said that he chose it. He must have told her at some point that that's what he wanted to memorialize, the 81. That was his moment that he wanted enshrined. And so that's exactly what they did. So a cool moment there for all Kobe fans. A statue includes details such as the names of Kobe's daughters, tattoos on his, tattooed on his arms, uh, his five championship trophies. It has a QR code that fans can scan and they can watch Kobe highlights. They, it has a triangle base, which is a nod to the triangle offense. Oh, developed Tex Winter. By Phil Jackson, uh, which was a pretty cool thing. Here is Vanessa Bryant's, uh, here is Vanessa Bryant on Kobe Bryant's statue. And for the record, Kobe picked the pose you're about to see. So if anyone has any issues with it, tough. Wow. I tripped over that yeah. setup because James had written on my screen Vanessa Bryant's message to Zaslow. Yeah, I was like, she was what? saying that to me, I think. I think she told me, uh, you, you know, you know where to go with that. All right. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, tough, tough bleep. Zaslow is the. Quote there. So he, Look, he like I it. said, they clearly made the right statue. If right. that's what he wanted, that's the end of it. But I think there were so many other cooler poses. But it doesn't matter what I think. What he thinks is by far, I don't know, maybe by far, but yeah, probably by far more important. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Kevin Stefanski is your 2023 Coach of the Year. Really? Yeah. I mean, they had such well, uh, yeah, they had such high expectation, but then they lost the quarterback, and it's flat. It's because of all I, the injuries. But I don't get it. I do D'Amico not Ryan's. agree with that. Uh, D'Amico, Dan Campbell, even I do. 
I do not get it giving it to Stefanski. I, I don't like it's it. just like, like thanks it. for it. It's like job well done. They stayed afloat, but they didn't accomplish it. I mean, yeah, I guess he was on his like fourth quarterback of the season. So that's why they I did. I don't it. like it. I don't like it. I don't love that one either. Uh, I don't like yeah. it. Uh, not my favorite, but the other ones I agree with so far. Robert Half research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.